No, we didn't get canceled. We just, we just didn't. There was Thanksgiving, where you give thanks. And then there was Influenza A, which had me in the fetal position in my basement. And now the show is back, and I have my friends with me, Kristen Alanius, Damian Dunn. Hello, friends. Hello. Good day, Pete. Yeah, so we had a little bit of a hiatus. Good morning, Rick Swink on Facebook Live. Dame, um, I got to talk to our marketing department. I I have the opportunity to live stream our show here. Hi, Jameson, on LinkedIn. Ooh. And I'm trying to think if that makes any sense or not. Like, is are people enough on LinkedIn that they were like, you know what? Let's watch these three jerks. Yeah, LinkedIn Live. That seems. Can't believe that's even a thing, Kristen. What do you think? I mean, some people are pretty dedicated to LinkedIn. I am not, so maybe I'm not the best person to ask. All right, a few updates here. Number one, we are recording at today's show uh, on uh, December 9th at 10 a.m., which means the Croatia Brazil World Cup game is on. I'll be monitoring that and giving you guys score updates as we go. I know no one cares. Number two. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you have a Vuvuzela close by just in case uh, there's a, a goal or anything? Yeah, yeah exactly. Perfect. Day, Daniel and Danza. Uh, also, uh, I told you about a month ago, I got a Whoop uh, fitness strap. like a, a, It's a wrist wearable that tells you about your sleep and your recovery. And I am I, I have to say, it is working. I mean, I'm not more physically fit and or attractive. But my sleep is normalizing, and I'm getting better sleep because I have more information about my sleep. There it is. So who knew? I mean, I may not be attractive, but I look well rested. You know, true. That's true. You do look well, but you know that is true. You can't put a price on good sleep. I'm gonna if I ever end up on Tinder, I'm <laughs> gonna put, yeah, not attractive, but I'm well rested. Kristen, as a single woman, is that like that. is that an attractive quality if a, a man were to be like not attractive, but I'm well rested? No. Okay. <sighs> Sorry. Dame, you good? How's how's your life? Uh busy. Uh you know, fighting fighting off uh sickness in my own household, but I'm equally well well rested and not good looking. You know, uh, the flu is terrible. I, it was is as sick as I think I've ever been last week. That was not fun. Uh, so get your flu shot if that's a thing for you. Um, I, I've, I've never been a flu shot guy. Turned into a flu shot guy this week. We had that conversation. <laughs> I, I didn't think you were. I thought you and I were in the same boat on that where we just kind of like, yeah. eh, not not for me. Uh, you, you, you do you, but flu shots, eh, not for me. And now yeah. you are. I don't know why I wasn't. It was more of like, I don't want to mess with it. It wasn't like any sort of medical concern or like, uh, it was just like, I don't have time for this. But now I have time for this because that was terrible. But I did rewatch seasons one through four of Homeland <laughs> stuck in my basement. Uh, great show. Great show. Do okay. Th- yeah. Do you think this will carry over? Do you think you're you're now a flu shot advocate uh, from, from now until the day you die? Or is this going to be a, a one season wonder for you? We'll see. I mean, I feel like I'm going to become a flu shot guy. But I mean, look, I've made bigger promises that I haven't kept. So, all right, uh, Kristen, we have a show this week. 
Yes. Uh, you guys did some work on it and I appreciate it. We're just going to start the show. I need to time it. And so we can uh, submit these things so we can have the show on the radio as we are wont to do. Okay. In three, two, one. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we answer your money questions. Here's how the show works. You email us, askpete at petetheplanner.com. That's askpete at petetheplanner.com. And here's what will happen next. I mean, it, not a lot. It's like when you put your email address in somewhere and you don't get a responder. That's sort of what happens. But we might read your question on the um, uh, air, and we're going to do that actually today. And by we, I mean Damian Dunn, the vice president of advice at Your Money Line, and Kristen Alanius, the director of education at Your Money Line. Hello, uh, Kristen. Hello, Pete. Hello, Dan. Hello, Pete. I didn't want to say at the same time because then you talk over each other and yeah. it's bad radio. Dame, there was an article that came out this week in Yahoo Finance uh, about Boomer's Remorse, which is an amazing band that plays a lot of divorcee bars. Mm. Boomer's Remorse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boomer's Remorse of like the biggest purchases that people make in Boomerhood in retirement. And then they're like, I wish we hadn't done that. And and it was interesting about this list that we're going to go through today. A lot of them are pretty iconic. Like a lot of these end up being people's like decades long goals to do these things. And what this article is suggesting is, yeah, most people end up regret regretting that. So that was a little bit, a little bit shocking. What, which one stuck out to you the most here? And by the way, do get Dame, do you feel like we need more context before we begin on this? No, I don't think so. I mean, this this whole article just smacks of, hey, you've crossed your finish line. Let's try not to uh, sprain your ankle as soon as you break the tape on this and, and cause yourself some damage. Um, uh, one of the things that stood out to me, for a reason, addition, in addition to the, the, uh, the thing, the item itself, was some of the prices they attached to this. The, the first one off the top, regular, lavish travel. I understand that. I understand why that could put a serious dent in your retirement nest egg if you just went crazy with travel all over the place. But in the third paragraph in this piece, Pete, it says a four-day vacation within the U.S. costs on average $144 a day. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Does that seem a little off to you? That seems way off. Okay, so uh, my family and I went to New York uh, over fall break for a two or three nights, maybe. No one knows. And uh, $144 a day barely dealt with food for one person. That, that could be parking in New York for a day. <laughs> so where, where are these four-day vacations at 100? Are people just going to the middle of Missouri and just sitting there? Like, who's doing that for $144 a day? I don't know. I, I mean, this is a 12 night international costs around 271 a day. I don't no. see how these numbers are anywhere close. This is based on an analysis <laughs> from Value Penguin. So maybe they're staying at Motel 6s around the country. I don't know. But I mean, if regular lavish travel is estimated to cost $144 a day, um, I think regular lavish travel may need a new definition. Are there boomer hostels that we don't know about? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? What's All the right. line, of, There's line no in the bathroom way. of a boomer hostel? So, so people are regretting, regretting regular, lavish travel. I, I have to admit, Dame, you, I've shared my retirement plans. I plan on regularly, lavishly traveling. <laughs> well, I, I, I think that's kind of the the 
the the crux of, of this conversation or the, this article is these aren't regrets for everybody. I mean, if, if you've prepared well and you can afford this and you've planned for the spending, okay, great. And go enjoy. You, you've worked hard, go see the country or you know, we can get to these other ones too, but um, these don't apply to everybody. However, lots of people want to do these things and they think that they are entitled to do these things now that they've retired. I just struggle to understand how seeing the world or seeing is regretful. Like I, you know, like who, who's going, man, we should not have gone to the Panama canal and now we're eating Melba toast six meals a day. Like I, no one's saying that. I, Maybe. Have you ever had to eat Melba toast after going to visit the, I mean, sometimes there are <laughs> costs of going to do these things on, on this list, Pete. I don't know. I think this is a phony one. Okay. Well, the dream home is another one and that one sticks out to me as a very obvious regret that 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 frankly your team on a regular basis doesn't necessarily warn people against but they say hey maybe think twice or four times about this because it, it is it is an expensive venture that doesn't necessarily end up where people think it will a dream home, a forever home. Uh, I think when you tie those like really strong words in this space, that's the, and backing up to the lavish travel is the underlying theme here that maybe because you build these things up for so many years to be like, like you said, we've crossed the finish line. This is incredible. We're going to do all these things. And it's like, maybe we just built it up to be too much. I mean, that's a lot of pressure to put on a house. Is it your dream home? Like, Maybe that's really, maybe the words are the problem. Pete, would you rather have a dream home or a home in a dream location? Oh, that's an interesting question. Are we back to Cosmo quizzes now? Yes, uh, totally. <laughs> um, dream location. I, I, I don't know what it's about my relationship with housing, but first of all, a dream home for me is that my kids' uh, shin guards aren't strewn all <laughs> over the place. Like I, I just want a clean place that hasn't been messed up. Eventually, the grandkids will ruin our things too. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, I guess dream location. But it's it's not like on a beach or in the mountains necessarily. It's just where our life is. I probably not in the suburbs. Maybe that's the best way to go. I'm a, a suburbanite, <laughs> and maybe I'm looking forward to not being a suburbanite within walking distance of the CVS or Walgreens. Yeah, it's exactly right within. Uh, <laughs> within walking distance of the pharmacy is where I need to be. Uh, Kristen, um, you are in your, uh, you are in a home now, probably not a forever home for you. Probably Dame not. is probably in a forever home for him. Very Could frankly. Be. Could be. I am not in a forever home for me. Like uh, you know, Mrs. Planner and I were talking about being done in eight or nine years, like selling, getting, getting out and doing something different. Um, how do you get your head around your dream home? Is it synonymous with retirement to you or do you not, do that. No, I, I don't put a lot of pressure on housing, but my story is a little bit different. I mean, I bought and sold my first house before I've bought and sold. Wait, I've bought twice and sold once before I was 30 years old. So, um, I just don't put that much pressure on housing. I've had nine zip codes in the last like nine years. So to me, a house is just that home is what you make of it. So I don't, Oh my God. I feel like I'm an anomaly though. 
have you been watching the Hallmark Channel? A home is what you make. Like that was like a, the, the <laughs> name of a Christmas show. Lifetime, Lifetime. Yeah. Uh, Dame, I will say one that they have on this list that that absolutely resonates, and I feel like you and I have seen this is a luxury car, boat, or RV. Um, I do feel like the RV people, though, are the last to admit that it's not all what it cracked up to be. I feel like that is, I, I feel like they're the longest holdout of this group. There is a part of me that would love to experience the RV lifestyle for like a month or two and, and then move on. Um, but I I don't know if, if it's a lifestyle that is sustainable for the average RVer. So, I mean, if, if you're going to go out and buy a, a, an RV, please certainly look for a used one because they depreciate incredibly fast. Um, but it's, it's a, you know, there's storage, there's maintenance, there's fuel when you're traveling. It's, uh, it is a huge expense. And the people who jump into it, uh, yeah, I think you're right, Pete. I, the same things I've seen, they are very reluctant to uh, say, well, I made a mistake. Kristen, I also hate to be rude, but I also feel like I need to be honest here. If, if as we're aging, theoretically, we become worse drivers, why are we driving more <laughs> deadly vehicles? Like that doesn't like, exactly. <laughs> let's drive a small town around these smart cars as my skills depreciate. Alas, yeah. we're done with this. Coming up after the break, a highly compensated employee weighs in. Uh, and what is a highly compensated employee? We will find out next right here on the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. I mean, I just, I'm starting to, I mean, in segments early, I'm like, you know what? The station could put on a little John Mellencamp stinger. I don't really care. Nice. Seems rude. Uh, update 13th minute, Brazil and Croatia still tied nil nil. What's, uh, who you got in this one? Brazil, I'm assuming. Brazil. I mean, it's going to be like 3 0 at some point. We'll see. Of the three of us, who, who do you think could live RV life the longest? You, you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's not even. I don't even question. like the outside. <laughs> I don't. No, if I could see you being like all, you know, millennial influencer, like taking pictures in the <laughs> minimalist like converted yeah. van. Yeah. But you, you wouldn't be in an RV. I think yours would be like a converted sprinter or something like that. I want a schoolie, like a converted school bus. Those are so cool. See, there you go. Yeah. You've just answered your own question. She's got to have room for her dog speed. That a, convert, a, a sprinter would be a little tight. All right. So we're going to do this uh, highly compensated employee thing here. I think this is what I'm calling it because I didn't read the email. Because show prep. Who's got time for that? Uh, certainly not me. Okay. Sorry, Jeremiah. Um, okay. Let's go. In three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show, someone emailed us because we asked you to ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com and we're going to uh, read that question now and then we're going to begin to try to answer it. Pete, no one I've asked seems to know this answer, so I hope you do. I'm going to call my first time out here. It's unlikely that I know this answer. It's very unlikely that Damien and Kristen know this answer. So by the way, Dame, did I just call you Damien? You did. That was very strange. Very formal. For the majority of this year, I worked at a company where I was considered a highly compensated earner and was limited in my 401k contributions. 
never mind that I can find that I find this punishment for working my tail off to advance as a woman in the STEM field and wanting to save the max annual allowed in my 401k. I know the IRS doesn't care. Timeout number two. How many timeouts do I have per segment? Unlimited. Oh, really? I thought three. I only had three. I was going to have to call it a, a 20. Um, <laughs> fair point. <laughs> yeah. I you mean, go, go. I, I get it. I mean, I get the under the, why there are restrictions for highly compensated employees. Um, it's because they don't want unfair advantages uh, of decision makers and, and people of influence within an organization uh, to be able to save money where the rank and file don't have the same opportunities. But, but to, to her point, it does seem a little unfair to that person, you know? Yeah, it's totally unfair to the individual themselves. Uh, but those curbs are put in place to make sure plans are designed in a fair and equitable way. So it has less to do with the individuals involved and more to do with um, the the plan as a whole. Kristen, shouldn't you go ahead and take the time to uh, tell us what an HCE is? Oh, yes. Yes. So a highly compensated employee has to meet one of two definitions. This is a little difficult because you can't see the punctuation because there's lots of ors and ands. But the first is that you have to be a greater than 5% owner. So if you're a greater than 5% owner, automatically highly compensated. The second definition is that if you make more than 135000 or... Oh, wait, and you're in the top 20% of highly compensated employees, then you're considered highly comped. So just because you make more than 135 doesn't necessarily mean that you're highly compensated. You also have to be in that top 20%. And how does that impact your 401k contributions? So if you're considered highly compensated, there's an ADP, which I don't remember the acronym off the top of my head, and an ACP test. Basically, they're discrimination tests. And then the plan has to meet certain requirements. So you could be limited in your contributions based on the breakdown between highly comped and non-highly compensated employees' contributions to retirement. Yeah, Dame, this, yeah, this is where our job gets pretty interesting at your money line is we're, if we're able to solve the underlying issues of people's financial lives so that they can contribute more to their, their retirement plan, it actually helps the HCEs because then the discrimination testing is not as, what is bad, right? Yeah, it, if if you can um, you know sort through all of this and and HR lets the the um, HCEs know roughly what they can expect to contribute, uh, but if, if we can set that up and, and organize the the lives to where they can know where they can contribute the money, uh, then it makes everybody's lives a little bit better. I, I will note though it. it- it makes a huge difference if you've got a healthy financial culture with your organization where people are regularly contributing no matter what they earn, then it's just a complete non-factor for an HC. Complete non-factor. Um, I'm going to continue in the email. Uh, that's the end of timeout number two. The CFO at the company told me an estimate of what my 2022 HCE 401k max allowed contribution would be, but wouldn't this depend on final 20? 22 contributions by all employees at all levels? That's sort yes. of a side question. And the answer is yes. But then I moved to a different firm where I expect there's no way I'm an HCE by an order of magnitude that it's a much larger firm and geography, total employees, and management rungs. And I'm far lower on the totem pole. I want to always contribute my max allowed 401k each year. So how do I figure out what my 2022 max 401k allowed contribution is considering I've had some time this year as an HCE and some time as an admittedly assumed non-HCE? If you do not know, how can you figure this out for me? The CPA who prepared my taxes this year was of no help. 
Um, thanks, Pete, for any direction. Uh, um, there's some other things in there that would identify this person, so I'm going to stop there. Um, all right. Dame, do you know the answer to this question? Here's, <clears throat> here's the good news. Uh, for those of you that are regular listeners, you may remember that Mrs. Planner is a CPA, or Miss, sorry, Mrs. Advice is a CPA. Uh, and I read this question to her to get her point of view because she works with benefit plans on a fairly regular basis and she knew exactly what the answer to this was oh my gosh do i need to send her a poinsettia uh we are lousy with poinsettias right now uh so please keep them to yourself okay uh, she th this individual is bound by the plan they are under not the previous plan so if they are not an hce in their current plan their max for the year because they are still limited by an annual max regardless of how many companies you work for throughout the year you can only contribute up to one max you don't get one max for one company another max for another company oh. it is in aggregate so now that they are not bound by hce restrictions they can contribute if they have enough salary between now and the end of the year they could in theory contribute up to the max before the end of the year wow that makes a lot of sense uh, for once, something in tax land makes sense. Chris, do you ever wonder? I mean, I know that you're part of a team that answers questions, and, and you know, you used to do that a lot more. Now you, you sort of support that team with with making sure they know what they need to know, um, and as well as the participants. Isn't it weird how this person went to their CPA or their tax professional, and that person didn't know the answer to that? Like, does that ever scare you when you think about? the people who should know the answer to a question like this and they actually don't know the answer? It does make me a little nervous at first, but then I think about how wide our respective fields are. And maybe this just isn't a place that their CPA normally plays. Maybe, I mean, I don't know the subfields of what a CPA does, but like all of us, like I had to double check the definition of highly compensated employee because even though I've learned about it, no less than a dozen times. It's not something I do every day. And I couldn't remember the exact numbers off the top of my head. So maybe, but I also kind of want to give this person a little grace. Dame, I, you know, I was doing a, a podcast yesterday um, with Indianapolis Business Journal and, and the host of that show who I talk to all the time on that podcast, uh, Mason, you know, he was asking about 401k contributions and stuff. And he's a super smart guy. Like, I mean, the misunderstanding he had around 401k max limits was a little bit shocking. And this isn't throwing him under the bus. This is saying like, I think a lot of people have weird headspace around 401k contributions. He was like, I thought the max was 14% of my income. And I'm like, no, he's like, Oh, I've thought that for years. And I'm like, why isn't that, isn't that a little bit scary? Like, again, I, I'm like, I'm not throwing him under the bus. Yeah, I'm just sure. There's so why is there so much misinformation around 401k rules? I don't think it's just 401k rules. I think there's a lot of general misunderstandings and maybe myths that are taken as truths in the world of finance that people just either are convinced are true or assumed to be true and don't ever follow up on it. And so you know, when we talk about, Chris and I have this conversation all the time, it may seem like we talk about some of the basic stuff over and over and over again, but it's for good reason because there's people out there that don't understand it. And maybe it's the first time that they hear it. The first, maybe the, the hundredth time we say something is the first time they hear it and it potentially changes so many things in their lives in a drastic way because now they have this clear understanding this true understanding of whatever it is they were mistaken about 
and it unlocks so many doors for them financially going forward. So even on some of the basic stuff, if if you um, think something just doesn't sound right or feel right, look into it uh, and, and see if, if maybe your understanding at the moment is incorrect. Kristen, I know we got 30 seconds left here, but I'm convinced part of this is the way retirement plan advisors at the plan level choose to, to communicate around plans. They, they'll say things like, well, just hit the Mac, uh, hit, hit the match. And then very quickly, the, the maximum match is this. And then it's that max and match language. The words sound alike. That's where people get confused. Anyway, coming up after the break, uh, uh, more of this. If you like this, come back. If you don't, well, good luck with everything. This is Pete Planner. This is Pete the Planner Show. I was going to say more of this because what is the next topic? What are we doing next? What's next? <laughs> I, well, Chris, are, were we going to do the next two questions or not? Well, if that that question did take a whole segment, and I feel like mm-hmm. the third question could potentially take a whole segment, so maybe start with the third in case we run out of time. Because that one's well, okay, that's what I mean. The second one's kind of lame. Okay, I mean, no offense, not lame. lame. And it, no, 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 the answer is lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's just like this is the answer. There's not really anything to like elaborate on. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, we'll do that. Uh, da, 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 da. I get to see ne- I get to see both of you in person next week, right? Yeah, on the same day. Mm-hmm. Wait, true. Uh, are you going to be in the office on Monday, Kristen? No, I'm I'm going to stay Monday night, so I'm going to pop in on Tuesday, Tuesday, and I'll be there for a while. Are you going to so, come into the office at all, Kristen, on me? Tuesday? Kristen, me? Yeah, I'm I'm there all day Tuesday. Oh, I thought you guys were meeting off site. Oh, okay. No one cares about any of this. Okay. <laughs> we need to get that sorted out because I think I'm part of that meeting for a while too. <laughs> no, I thought you guys were meeting it down. Never mind. Uh, talk to Duck. Okay, everybody. Boy. I will. And the two star ratings ensue. <laughs> um, okay. Let's do a segment. In three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner. Show we got another email this week um, at from Ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com. Good day. Oh, they listen to the show. There have been two events in my recent past that prompt me to ask this question. The first is watching my dad's slow decline in dementia. The second was watching the movie I Care a Lot. In my opinion, the scariest movie ever. Oh, is it that movie on, uh, it's with, uh, the person that takes it advantage uh, of people who are like in nursing homes and things like that. I can't think of the really? name. Of the person. That, that does sound horrible. It's a really good movie. Exactly. I mean, it's sort of like a, a satirical look at that thing. I think that's what it is. Maybe Google it. Tell me who's in it. If, as I'm reading here, my father was lucky in that he was surrounded by people who had his back. If that had not been the case, his final years would have been a financial nightmare. So my question is this, by the way, this person's a really good writer. You, you, yeah. ever, you ever, um, you ever read these questions? Some people, you know, they, people write, but this is a good writer, whoever's writing this. So my question is what steps should an older person take to protect their finances from themselves and from others? We would all like to think that we will have the support that was present for my father. But in reality, that is often not the case. I've asked this question of others and I get answers like have a good financial advisor or trusted friend, but these answers seem simplistic to me. Financial advisor is not going to make sure that you pay your heating bill. 
Most cases of elder abuse were carried out by a trusted friend. This is a super important question for many senior citizens, but nobody seems to talk about it. Here's a possible example. 65-year-old woman or man, no spouse or children, no close relatives, has a financial advisor surrounded by friends who are uh, their own age or older. What steps would you advise this person to take to protect herself if or when a mental decline takes place? I know that there's no easy answers to this question, but I would love to hear you guys slap it around for a while. <laughs> Becky from Pennsylvania. Now, Kristen, I, we, we've not talked about this because, uh, you know, show prep's not really my thing. Um, weren't you and a, a colleague at one point in time looking at, at, at doing something like this? We were. So being a daily money manager, a DMM is a thing. And it's someone that you pay essentially to pay your bills and balance your checkbook and take over daily, uh, as its name implies, money management. The problem in this situation is that you have to be able to afford to pay someone to do that for you. What's what's the cost? I mean, I know you looked at this as a business. Like, like, do you, we did. What's the cost? It's really, really wide range, and it's kind of expensive. My hope is that in the future that there will be a software that kind of steps in to take some of the man hours out of it. That's why it's so expensive. Um, I don't know that that exists at this point, but maybe in the future it will. And it solves the cost concern because again, that's the issue is you're looking at paying a financial professional for their time. And as we all know, those dollar amounts can vary quite a bit. Yeah. Dame, what part of this is just a power of attorney centric idea here as someone tries to get their head around it? Cause power of attorney seems like overkill. I would agree that, that I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, unless somebody's going to, you know, be going into the bank on your behalf to to do a lot of this stuff, and and they need to sign for for individual things, then power of attorney is probably a little bit much. But if you wanted to, you know, really formalize the the relationship, yeah, go for it, and and uh, you know, have one drafted for a, a very narrow field of of things that they can do, the individual can do on your behalf, but the best answer still is exactly what what Kristen had looked into and yes it's it's going to cost you a little bit of money but if there's no there's no family available to you um to to handle this or you know younger friend or maybe a a ministry at a church that you might belong to that that can kind of do some overwatch for you to to make sure that you're you're not getting um you know taken on, on any of the the things that you're paying on a regular basis um you don't have too many options and that's it's really unfortunate because this is something that is a needed uh, service and it's only going to become more needed as, as the years go on and our population continues to age and people so they're you know maybe this is a, a spot where ai can eventually step in and and play some some beneficial role to to the individual for a, a very very low expense chris are there big players in this space um at all I'm, i i don't know of any i researched it a few years ago and at the time no that could be different now of course but at the time it wasn't like hey this firm does this and they're the leader it didn't really seem to be that way Let's come up with the business plan right now, right here on the air <laughs> of like what's involved. I mean, honestly, like, I mean, I don't have time to pursue this. Um, I'm busy running this place, but, 
but let, let's think about this for a second. What would be involved? Okay. Um, you would need very clearly, like I'm trying to mechanically what it looks like. Mm-hmm. You get the, the user's bank routing information, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you get that. You get a list of their monthly obligations. You set up a calendar timing system. But you would also need, I'm thinking about this here, Dame. In a lot of cases, you would need like a a way to know what the current bill is. Right. Because the challenge here is the user may not be in the the, 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 the ability, may not have the ability to update you within 30 days mm-hmm. as to what the bill that was month. So you almost need to connect and get the bills on behalf of the user. Kristen, how did you account for that part? <laughs> So the idea when we were originally tossing this around was that someone would have to freeze their credit because if someone were opening fraudulent accounts or if they were opening accounts and didn't maybe even realize it, we would have no way to know that. Um, And then all um, bills that we knew of would need to be forwarded to whomever was managing the dollars. And then you set everything up on auto pay and you have a monthly audit. Um, And then from a legal perspective, the idea was maybe a springing power of attorney where this wasn't something that maybe if you didn't need someone for it initially, um, the springing power of attorney, like its name implies, uh, upon a certain event, then you would be able to step in and take over management for bill pay and things like that. Dane, what am I missing here? Because I feel like what, what, what has to be solved for is the variable nature of a bill. Because let's say... Let's say something goes wrong in your heating bill, like some like something's wrong, and it's two hundred dollars more than it should be, and, and 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 it's set up to just auto pay. Then you're not actually helping the person who may not have the wherewithal to understand something's going wrong, and then so you've missed the opportunity to to fix something, you know. Yeah, I mean, there, I could definitely see different tiers of service in, in this, or one is very very hands on and active, where you know an individual spends time going over and looking at trends and making sure that everything's in line. I think one of the potential um, problems that we haven't discussed is what happens if the individual who you are providing a service for goes to the bank and and withdraws money and doesn't realize that they did the same thing yesterday and and now there's not enough money in the bank account. So it's not only something where uh, unexpected bills could potentially sabotage the, the financial of lifestyle or financial stability of the individual, they might do it themselves with with no harm intended. I mean, this is a giant business. I mean, this, what we're talking about is a a giant billion dollar idea that someone's going to figure out, and because they're going to have to, because this problem will only become uh, more prevalent. Um, and and also note that. You know, let, let's say someone is 60 years old right now. And so they've been in the internet world for at least 10 to 15, 20 years. They're going to have the, that understanding of, of the internet as they age through. And so that actually makes this service easier to render than the people who maybe be 85 years old right now who never had that exposure to the internet. So look again, Dame, Kristen, we do not have time to solve this world's problem but that this will be a giant business we did not answer becky and uh pennsylvania's question other than to say daily money manager is what you're looking for and it is 
It's cutting edge. It's on the horizon. It's like flying cars. It'll be here soon. It has to be because it's a huge need. So coming up after the break, biggest waste of money of the week and the news right here on the Pete the Planner Show. No, I'm Pete the Planner. I mean, it's a huge business opportunity that, I mean, how do you solve some of those systemic issues though? Challenge for sure. How do you build? Like we could say, the bigger challenge, in my opinion, is okay. someone who can't manage their own finances but does have family who aren't involved and as a result might not understand the scope of the situation. The liability there just scares me. Well, okay, I don't understand. I don't understand. The liability of, of what not I guess I wouldn't say liability, but like the court of public opinion. Because if someone like let's say uh uh, my mom can't pay her own bills. Let's say that something has happened to my mom. And let's say my sister decides that she doesn't think that the daily money manager is managing the money the right way. Like, I just feel like it opens up a lot of opportunity for someone to have a lot of really negative opinion. And how do you manage a successful business when there's so many opportunities for family members who might not agree with how things are being done to kind of voice their opinion about that? You, you know who's going to solve this problem, Pete? I, I was just thinking that. I'm trying to... Uh, Big banks. Uh, It'll be another service. Yeah. I, this this is a giant business that, that it just doesn't exist yet, but it needs to. Yeah, yep. absolutely, Dave. I mean, you, you get the right credit union to start this, like the you know a big regional credit union mm -hmm. could see them starting and then like licensing that technology. Yeah, well, they've already got a good jump start on some of the tech with bill pay. Now they exactly. just have to figure out a way to to implement the um, the the human ish side behind it and the logistics on getting all of the uh, information they need to to execute. And they'll say, "We're already your bank. I mean, we, you trust us enough to do that. So let us just uh, make things a little bit easier for you for fifteen ninety nine a month." Shouldn't a company like Truebill is that what it's called? Shouldn't they be able to do that? Um. Well. Yeah, it would seem like yeah. they, they would potentially have everything they need to do that as well. Because they've already got access to your bills. They've already got access to your account. They just need to match things up people, one for one. Do, do older, older people, people trust their bank? Yeah, but again, that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. people who are 60 now, this is why this will be a business. It's, it's not the 85-year-old yeah. that we're really talking about here. It's the person who's currently 60 to 65 who's had digital trust, you know? I mean, they're just fair. traveling around the U.S. in uh, uh, RV, <laughs> and they just have all their bills sent to one location, and somebody pays them for them. So, yeah, there you go. Name, I love that our board meeting on Monday, like the board will be like, uh, what else is on the horizon of your roadmap? And I'm just going to be like, well, it's called Daily Money Manager. <laughs> and, and you're like, shut up, shut, shut up. <laughs> I'll just quietly sit down and look at you. I've I've matured a lot. The the random uh, spontaneous <laughs> idea. I've settled it down. By the way, uh, nil nil thirty seventh minute Croatia Brazil. Okay, no gears. Any aggressive soccer How going on? Is just kind of like running back and forth on the field. Uh, it's not too bad. There's two yellows. Um, one a tactical, it looks like, and one a bad foul. But 
you know, 40, you don't, 45 minutes a half, Kristen, plus, uh, I was going to say, I don't even know how many minutes there are. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. So a funny thing happened. Uh, winter training, my 13 year old girl soccer team was this week, the first winter training our indoor training. So it's, uh, you know, 15, 13 year old girls. Right. And Ted, my 10 year old son had practiced before they played. And so he hung out and just practiced with them, like did the drills and we did a little scrimmage. And so he played. So Dame, I, I figured out some interesting boy math here. Okay. A skilled 10 year old boy soccer player. <laughs> no. Is the oh, equivalent, no. uh, oh boy, this is hard, of my 13 year old girl soccer team. Yeah. He dominated the scrimmage. He scored both goals. It did, so it, it was really interesting because it wasn't that way in the fall, but something about his development or whatever of like, it's about, I don't know, it was, it was speed. I don't know what it was, but it was shocking. It was, well, it was interesting to watch. I mean, you've seen the, the little things about like the 15 uh, year old boys national team in Australia beat the women's national. Like, I mean, just, and, and, handled them very easily i mean there's there's something there i don't know but i don't know by the way this is not meant to be disparaging to anyone it was just like i'm you're staring physically at it. witnessing yeah. it i'm like wow that is interesting i don't know um alas no one cares uh let's do biggest waste of money of the week it's been weeks since we've done this show you should have tons of stuff to sh- to, to pick from now i have a pretty good one i think <laughs> Oh, by the way, I celebrated no. a birthday last week um, oh, yeah. during my near-death experience <laughs> flu. 45. Um, Someone asked me my age yesterday, and I was like, I'm 45. <laughs> I had to say it for the first time. Do Do I need to bring you uh, a thing of malt liquor down uh, next week no, to celebrate? Also, uh, no, no. No, thank you. Um, all right, let's do this in three, two, one. This week's biggest waste of money of the week, right here on the Pete the Planner show, is the MMX Marshmallow Crossbow. Forget Nerf guns. The best holiday house battles are staged with ammo you can eat. The Marshmallow Crossbow is designed to sling the sugar-based pellets up to 60 feet through the air. It's handmade from 99% natural materials and coated in an uncreate-exclusive blackout coating and works best with slightly dry marshmallows. Pro tip, add a bit of cornstarch to fresher marshmallows to improve their flight and mark your target. All right, Dame, what would you pay for a marshmallow crossbow? Man, I, this must be outrageously expensive because that's the only way I see this as being a waste of money. Because Agreed. if it's not, I am absolutely ordering a few of these for my house. <laughs> uh, you know, shooting cats. I mean, it's gonna be amazing. Um, and by the way, that was a joke. We don't want PETA. No. Yeah. No. Um, I, they're pretty simple. A lot of plastic. A little bit of elastic. Uh, so figure out what it's probably would retail for and triple that uh 59.99 okay Kristen, what would you pay for a, a mallow i i see there at the elenius uh, household y- you pelting your guests with one of these this seems like something you would own 
Oh, a hundred percent. And I have like a little, my hallway kind of like goes back. I could literally hide in the crook and just take people out as they come in my house. Um, but in my, so I have golden retrievers and anyone who's ever had a golden retriever knows that they are so food made motivated. It's insane. I cannot imagine launching one of these in my house because you would have to look out because the dogs would have it. Um, it's gotta be more expensive than that to be a waste of money because it's cool. A hundred bucks. $125 to <laughs> sling marshmallow. I mean, it's really the perfect waste of money it's cool. item because it it's is. good. It's a, it's amazing, but it, it just tips over price wise. I'll say this. I love, love marshmallows and I love like, like bougie marshmallows. Dame, were you around when we used to give marshmallow like handcraft marshmallows as gifts to like no, clients? I missed that. That was pre you. Yeah. Out of I mean, Columbus, Indiana, there were or Edinburgh, actually, there was yeah. uh there was a, a company that used to make handmade marshmallows. We used to ship them to clients. It was before your time, apparently. I mean, this makes sense for you because um, you know, I, I know your affinity for rice krispie treats. Mm. Dane, what's in the news this week? Throughout his career as a public official, Mayor Eric Adams has zealously thrown himself into one of New York City's most unending wars, the fight against rats. As a Brooklyn borough president, he proudly demonstrated a rat-drowning trap that drew cries of revulsion, sorry, PETA, from the city's hardened press corps. Now, as mayor, he's putting out a call for someone who considers rat extermination a dream job. On uh, Wednesday, of course, this would be Wednesday a couple of weeks ago, uh, a city published a job listing for a director of rodent mitigation, which a city hall spokesman described as a, quote, rat czar. Rat czar. That's right. Based in City Hall, the individual will report to someone, uh, mayor of operations, and will be paid a salary between. Kristen, how much would a rat czar get paid in the city of New York? A lot of cheese, a lot not, of cheddar. A lot, a lot of cheese, that's right. Not enough. I, I'm going to say 225000 Wow, apparently this is a deal of a hire because they're planning on paying between $120,000 and $170,000 for the rat czar. Uh, the job description also calls for other qualities not typically associated with city workers. A, quote, swashbuckling attitude, crafty humor, and general aura of bad ari. Uh, this me slurring that for public consumption, are listed as qualifications as is a virulent vehemence for vermin so uh when we were in new york uh, a couple month ago or so we saw two rats fighting over a donut in the subway and my daughter thought it was the greatest thing ever and so she saw this listing a couple weeks ago and even truly last night she was beginning to pick her high school classes for next year which is absurd damn it comes <laughs> yeah. fast and we were talking about, okay, what are you going to do? And she kind of knows she wants to go in the medical field. And, and my wife was like, well, what if you don't do that? She's like, well, I want to be a rat czar. Um, so she literally last night, we were talking in our house about being the rat czar of New York, but Ollie loves animals. And so she would want Ooh. to protect the rats, not murder them. But yeah, rat czar, what a great gig. I mean, can you imagine being on LinkedIn? It's like, what do you rat czar? I, I mean, I, I think this is just an amazing position that somebody should be able to make a very hefty uh, side income from social media promotions as well. What oh, else yeah. is in the news? Uh, Robin Hood. Oh, jeez. 
Did you see the latest news on this? I did. The company said it would match 1% of what users are putting into their traditional or Roth IRAs until they hit their annual contribution limit. For 2022, the IRS has set that limit at six grand for younger investors, which means Robinhood could chip in 60 bucks to your account. How do we feel about companies matching IRA contributions that you don't work for? Sorry. I mean, it's just like a deposit bonus. I mean, hey, let's be honest. You know who else does this? Banks. Sports betting sites. And sports betting sites. Put money yeah. in to bet and we'll give you a betting dollar. I mean, it's the same thing. Is it not the same thing? Totally. So over them. We haven't talked about them in a year, I feel like. I know. I've I've tried really, really Long hard. But it had uh, it had matching and IRAs and uh, I figured it was probably worth a mention. Uh, move on. I, I can't with okay. them. I can't. Right. I'm sorry. I No airtime for them. Uh, it's time for uh, how much time do we got left? I forgot to start my clock. We have three minutes. Three minutes. Okay. Uh, it's time for America's new favorite game, Pete. Way or no way? Yes. Here's okay. how it's played. I'm going to read you a stat with just a bit of context, and you tell me that way it's accurate or no way it's not anywhere close. You ready for round one? Kristen goes first. Okay, and then I will answer after okay. her. According to bank rate, 32% of Gen Zers and millennials plan to pay off a credit card over time or use buy now, pay later services to finance their holiday shopping compared to 24% of Gen Xers and baby boomers. So 32% of Gen Zers, 24% of Gen Xers and baby boomers. Way or no way? Way. Yeah, way. That is way. They 32%. I thought maybe you might concern, consider that number too low and that more people were going to put money on a credit card i thought of that all right pete your turn i'm ready tis the season of giving and many well-heeled adults are in the u.s uh in the u.s are pulling out their wallets to support a cause and lower their tax bill smart asset found that the average wealthy american earning upwards of two hundred thousand dollars deducts around twenty seven thousand six hundred dollars a year in donations Way or no way? No way. Zero percent way. No Kristen? way. <laughs> no way. All right. The answer is no way. Pete, do you want to take a stab at what the number actually is? $9,000. Kristen? Whatever the maximum amount is that you can deduct for giving in cash. I don't remember how much that is, but it's whatever the IRS max is. <laughs> According to Smart Asset, the actual number is actually $30,600 higher than what no I just put way. in there. $30,600 no, for no someone way. earning no. upwards of $200,000 no. in charitable donations. You Grinches, you. No, I'm, I'm, I'm calling no it fraud guaranteed. That is, Audit there's that. no way. <laughs> no. All right, last one. Alliant, Alliant Credit Union has some brand new findings. Apparently, 43% of millennials expect to receive an inheritance, and over half of them ex expect that number to be at least $350,000. Way or no way? No way. That's pretty close. I'd say way. The answer is way, but the bad news is baby boomers only plan to leave around 250000 versus the three hundred and fifty that are being expected. Oops. 
All right. Well, that's all we have time for this week on the show. Send you good vibes because good vibes are all it's in the budget way. I'm Pete the Planner. This is Pete the Planner Show. Look at that little shindig of a show. Look at that. And we're back. Company holiday party this evening. Indeed. You want to take bets on who gets out of control? Nobody. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, you mean with competitive spirit? Because I could see some serious competitive out of oh, control. This going yeah. on. Aqua Greg will 100% throw an elbow at somebody tonight as he tries to win. Yes. I, does he understand at this is a non contact sport? Uh, everything's a contact <laughs> sport to Aqua Greg. Okay. Um, I think it stays pretty well under control. Um, we, we've grown so much uh this year that like no one knows anybody's spouses like so we're everyone gets to meet their plus ones and those things this evening be exciting time good time had by all um all right nice what what's on tap this weekend for you people Kristen? i mean you've got your big thing but what uh what else besides that uh i have an ugly christmas sweater party that should be fun Mm. yeah so, have, so not I, a good weekend, sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe depends on what your idea of fun is. I think it'll be a blast. No. Uh, d- uh, d- will it be ranch water? For me, yes. Okay. Good. Dame? I have nothing. Pete, uh, do you own a uh, legit ugly sweater, ugly Christmas sweater? Uh, um, I, I have a, a, a pug sweatshirt that the pugs wearing like christmas lights and a hat i mean mm-hmm. so i think it qual i would qualify but ollie has stolen it so and not that i would wear it anyway but yeah i think i do do you no i don't kristen what's yours look like um mine's not truly an ugly christmas sweater purdue university did like christmas sweaters a few years ago i don't know if they still do them or not and that's what mine is it's like a cute take on an ugly christmas sweater a cute take on an ugly Christmas sweater? <laughs> I wanted, so what I wanted, there's this Christmas sweater that it's a Christmas tree with just like a bunch of golden retrievers on it. And that's oh. really what I wanted to wear, but I couldn't get it in time. I find like spending money on a Christmas sweater. I know you get to use it every year. That's the that's why people do these parties to justify right. what they spent on their Christmas. That just seems like one of those expenses I'm not interested in. How about you go out and I, get an ugly Christmas sweater and then return it to the store after the party? Uh, wow. Audit. That seems <laughs> that seems rude. Um, all right. That's it. That's all I got. Um, uh, it's still nil, nil. It's half Croatia, Brazil. I'm about to go watch the rest of this game. Um, good luck, Brazil. And Dame, good luck with the rest of your life. Kristen, good luck this weekend with uh, the big event. Everybody else, stay getting money.